Hey, this is Cooper Smith. I'm one of the student worship pastors at Eastview, and I'm honored to welcome you to our Eastview Students High School podcast. We hope this is encouraging, inspiring, and helpful for you in your walk with Christ. Enjoy the message. Hey, everybody. Uh, Good morning. It's good to see you. My name is Matt, one of the pastors here. I'm usually over with the junior high students, but today I get to spend a little bit of time with you, and I'm excited about this morning. We're going to do something a little different, uh, something a little out of the box that I hope goes well. Uh, You guys just heard uh, from the scriptures from Mark 2, the story of this paralyzed man who was healed by Jesus. And so what I want to do this morning is, is kind of take that story and, and dive into it a little bit to get a, a picture of what it must have felt like to be in that moment. So it might be a little theatrical, okay, but listen, I'm not a theater person, so if you're a theater person, uh, you will think that this is lame uh, compared to most theater that you do, okay? Uh, but I, wanted, I want us to just take a, a little bit of time and try to feel and see what happened in Mark 2. So let's, let's do that. Th- this is my mat. This mat was pretty powerful in my life because it was the one that I sat on as a paralyzed man. It was the one that I, I sat on throughout the day. I ate on. I, I watched as people would walk by me every day. At night, I would lay down on this mat and I would, I would sleep. There were times during the week when I would have people come around me and join me just to know that I wasn't by myself on this mat in this situation. Day to day, I sat on this mat. It it was a lonely experience, you know, to the the point where I couldn't move. I I just sat here or I laid here if I was tired. So daily, like people would come by and they would they would look at me, they would stare at me. Not to the place where you know, I was disgusting, like I had leprosy or some kind of, you know, skin disease or some kind of mutations, but they would just look at me in a way where I knew that they felt sorry for me, that they knew that there was something more that I could have had. So as people consistently walked by me, this town that I was in, Capernaum, it was a busy little town, a lot of people out actively moving. It was a place of great community. It was a great, great, great place of, of friendship. It was a great place of giving. Every once in a while, somebody would walk up to me and they'd give me a little bit of money just so they could maybe feel good about themselves. I don't know. Maybe they were actually being generous. I'm not sure. It was really hard to tell people's hearts. I, I wasn't completely alone. I did have some friends. They would come around every once in a while and they would sit on the mat with me and we would talk. And we would talk about what's going on in the town. We would talk about what's going on in each of our lives, how work was going, how fishing was going, just how life in general was going. Every once in a while, we would talk about things that were happening outside of the town, things that we had heard from travelers, from traders, from people that had been outside of the walls of our city. And every once in a while, we would dream about what it would look like to travel and go And when it came to traveling and going, it led to the conversation of, wouldn't it be great if I was no longer paralyzed? Wouldn't it be great if I could walk? Wouldn't it be great if I could actively move like my friends? But we all knew that that was a fairy tale. We all knew that miracles didn't happen around us. We all knew that that was stories of old. 
when people would be healed and, and God would actually heal other people. So for me, to be thinking about the fact that I could be healed was so far outside of my, my, my thoughts. I didn't even want to think about it because all it would do would lead to more hurt. So my friends and I, we would hang out on this map. One day they, they came to me and, and we were talking about things that were happening around us and they talked about this rabbi, this guy that they called Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth. And we would, we would talk about this man who, who had told people things like, the kingdom of God is near, he said. The kingdom of God has arrived with him and he had good news to proclaim. And we had heard about this in the Old Testament. We had heard about this, of the prophets of old proclaiming that there would be a man that would come that would communicate good news of hope, this Messiah that would bring the kingdom of God here. But really, he was from Nazareth, so he probably wasn't much of anything. Nothing good came out of Nazareth anyway. But it did get my friends excited. And just a little bit of me got excited. But see, the thing about it was, during that time, there were prophets and priests and people that came along all the time that would say and proclaim different things about who they were and that they were gods, that they were the saviors. So maybe this person, this Jesus, was just another one of those dudes that thought he had something to say and maybe had a little too much caffeine in the morning. But yet he would go around and he would say all these things and people were following him. Like they would, they would come in crowds and droves and we'd even heard about him. A few days later, my friends came running beside me, and they said, they sat down on my mat, and they said, you got to hear Jesus. We just heard that Jesus healed someone of leprosy, and not only that, but we heard he healed someone and, and helped him to be able to walk again, and I was like, no, 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 that does not happen. That does not, do not get my hopes up. I don't know if you've ever had your friends come around you and joke about something, that's what they were doing. And they're like, no, 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 no. This is actually happening. And he is here. We were just in the marketplace. And we heard about the fact that he is here in town right now. We're going to go see him. I'm like, no, I don't want to go see him. I don't want to get my hopes up about anything. They're like, no, 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 no. We need to do this now. So they picked me up. And they took me to this house that they heard that this man Jesus was at. Just as we were leaving, I made sure to reach down and grab my mat as I was going. And they carried me over to this house. By the time we got to this house, though, it was full. You couldn't get in. It was so full that people were sitting on the window ledges just to see what was going on. They were outside of the house. I'm telling you, it was like a Chick-fil-A drive-thru. They just could not wait to get in. But unlike a Chick-fil-A drive-thru, nobody was moving. That's right. So, so we were defeated, and we sat down on the outside of this house. They put me down on the mat. They all sat down beside me, and we were defeated, knowing that we couldn't get in to see Jesus. This was our one chance for the miracle worker to maybe touch me and make me walk again. One of my friends who was more of the adventurous one, maybe you've got a friend like that who's always got a crazy idea, and you look at him, and you're just like, Dude, you're a fool. What are you doing? He goes, I'll be right back. Got up, took off running. We're just like, where's, where's dude going? All right, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. We need to get out of here, though. We're not going to be able to see Jesus. 10, 15 minutes later, dude comes running back, and he's got a giant rope. He's got some sort of, like, sharp object that looked like a, a sword. 
okay? And I'm just like, what is this guy doing? And he's like, guys, I got an idea. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna tie you up. We're gonna lift you on the roof. And then we're gonna cut a hole in the roof. How about that? And we all looked at him like, dude, that's, that's ridiculous. That's stupid. What are you doing? And before I could even say, no, we're not doing this, I had a rope around my waist. And three of my buddies jumped on top of the roof. One stayed down with me to lift me up. And they picked me up. And before, just as I was out of reach, I was able to grab my mat and carry it up with me. So here we are on the top of this roof. It's hot. It's made, roof made out of clay. My friend, he, he took his sword and he starts cutting a hole in the roof. And I'm just like, what is going on? I hope this guy has insurance. This is not going to be good. And he's cutting a hole in this roof and he's looking at me the whole time. He's just like, this is going to be great. This is going to be awesome. And I'm just like, this is bad. We're going to jail. Nobody will be happy about this. The last little stroke of the sword and the roof fell in. Buddy looks down, he says, look out below, jumps in the house. Next thing I know, the rope that's wrapped around me is lowering me into this full house. Just in time, though, I grabbed my mat to make sure I had it. So I'm laying there on the floor, and everyone's stunned. If you think about it, it's dusty, you know, like a hole was just cut in the roof. People are looking around. They're just like, what is going on here? What just happened? How is, this, how is this even possible? And I look up, and I see this miracle worker from Nazareth, a guy named Jesus. And Jesus looks at me, and he looks at my friends, and he says to me by you know, the love of your friends, the attempt of your friends, you, your sins are forgiven. He calls me child. He says my sins are forgiven. Everyone you know, this, this caused quite the little, little stir. Everybody's looking around. And they're just like, what? You know, I looked around the room, and, and there were, you know, people in this room that were high in office in the city, powerful people. But there were people that were also the lowest of the low. There were prostitutes. There were drunks. There were religious leaders. There were priests. And in that moment, I realized Jesus appeals to everyone. Everyone wants to hear who Jesus is. And everyone wants to know how this man just forgave me for my sins. I didn't come here for that. I didn't come here to get my sins forgiven. I came here so I could be healed. I want to walk again. What's this forgiveness of sin stuff? Nobody can do that but God. But in this moment, though, there was also a peace within my disruption you know, I came to God thinking, I came to Jesus thinking that I had something that he could give to me, but he gave me something far more. And he looks at me and he says, hey, you're, you're good. You're forgiven. Your sins. I was a sinful man. Even on my mat, there were things that would happen day to day that caused me to sin. I didn't realize in the moment that what I needed was peace. What I needed was hope. What I needed was the fact that I needed to be free of my sins. There was a little bit of an argument that started between Jesus and the religious leaders. The religious leaders were thinking to themselves, he can't do this. And Jesus caught them right here. And he said, hey, I can do this. The son of man can do this. The son of man. We hadn't heard about the son of man before the Old Testament. 
that the Son of Man would come, that a Messiah would come. And I knew in that moment that this man was more than just a, a healer, a miracle worker, that he was the Messiah that could take away the sins of this world, that could forgive those that were sinful. And there was a moment in my soul, and maybe you've felt it before, where you just so clearly understand and know what Jesus is doing. And I understood in this moment, he has taken my sin from me. And he has healed me in my soul. And I knew that there was a peace in the disruption. After he gets done, like, arguing a little bit with the religious leaders and really, let's be honest, like, shutting them up because he did a really good job with that. We were all just kind of stunned and sitting there. And he said to me, he's like, get up and walk. (laughs) Wait a second. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Get up and walk. And I got up. I popped up. I jumped up. And I remember in this moment, like, what is going on? Because for the last however many years, I've been paralyzed. So, like, my lower body had no muscular structure. It had no bone structure. It had no hip structure that could possibly make me stand up. But I was able to. Because Jesus restored me. And he made me like new again. And I got up. And I grabbed my mat. And I walked out. But here's what I did when I walked out. I was not the same person when I walked in. I was not the same person when I was lowered into that house. I was not the same person when I was sitting on my mat in the middle of the city. I was different. I was changed. This man had forgiven me of the sins that I had. He had healed me and he had restored me. And I knew in that moment that I would never be the same that I would be changed forever. Here's the thing that I think is so important. I came there. My friends brought me to the house so that they would heal me. And Jesus gave me more than I asked. Gave me more than I asked. Here's what I know from that moment. Sometimes we go to Jesus with something. And Jesus says, I've got so much more for than you've asked. So much more for you. And maybe you've experienced that. Maybe you're like me and you've gone to Jesus for something and Jesus is like, that's great. I appreciate what you're asking for, but guess what? I've got something so much greater for you and you have no idea what it is. And then all of a sudden within that, you realize there's peace, there's forgiveness, there's healing, and there's restoration. The, the thing about me with, with, with being in this place is that I left after understanding who Jesus really was and what the gospel was, what the good news was. And I realized that I'm different now. And I believe that that the miracle worker that did that miracle on me is still doing miracles today. I believe that a lot of us find ourselves in in the circumstances that, that have completely just paralyzed us in our sin. And we need forgiveness first. And then we need healing and we need restoration. So, so here, here's my hope for us. Is that we can understand this morning that we may have come into this place as someone, but we can leave this place as someone different. 
we can leave this place as someone who we know who Jesus is. Jesus is a forgiver. Jesus is a healer. Jesus is a miracle worker. Jesus is a restorer. And the sin that we live in, it could be gone. Jesus can take that from us. We can move on from that. We can leave this place this morning different. Move away from that. So as I, you know, left, picked up my mat. You know, this, this mat was such a representation of, of so much hurt, loneliness, so much stuff in my life. And I left with it a different person. And a person that didn't even need it anymore. And I think that there might be some stuff in your life this morning that, that maybe you need to represent, represent and just say, okay, I, I don't need this anymore. It was such a major part of me. I've been forgiven. I've been restored. I've been healed by the miracle worker from Nazareth, by the Son of God, by Jesus Christ himself. We can do that today. We can do that. Well, everyone, thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the message, we'd love it if you would join us on Sunday mornings at 11 a.m. for our Eastview Students High School service. We also want to invite you to subscribe to the podcast and share it to your social media accounts. To stay up to date, check us out on Instagram at EastviewHSM and check out our Eastview Students YouTube channel. Thanks again for listening and have a great week.